It's time to take the quiz. Five questions, five minutes a day, five days a week. Take the quiz every weekday at thequiz.fox and then listen to the quiz podcast to find out how you did. Play, share, and of course, listen to the quiz at thequiz.fox. He's smarter than a fifth grader and often mistaken for one. Host of the Guy Benson Show, Guy Benson. She handles the press better than a panini maker. Campaign communications expert, Erin Perini. Her New Year's resolution is to try food. New York Times bestselling author and Fox News contributor, Cat Tiff. <laughs> That's actually pretty good. Yeah. And he put the ball back up on January 2nd. New York Times bestselling <laughs> author, comedian, and former NWA world champion, Tyrus. <laughs> Tyrus, I have to go to you first because you really are the only person here that probably knows Star Wars well, really well, aside from Cat, maybe. Well, Cat knows how to get him fired up, so yeah. stay tuned for that. <laughs> yes. But uh, listen. To all the lonely fellows out there, mm -hmm. I was once like you. Yes. And I, too, enjoyed Star Wars. So you have to handle this like I did. Mm -hmm. remember, remember when Darth Vader died mm -hmm. and the credits rolled? Move on. Mm -hmm. It's over. There's nothing after that. Yeah, Darth Maul was cool for a second. We leaned in. Mm -hmm. We thought it was going to be another love story. And they cut him in half. Yeah. And what part did they give us back in Solo? The top half. So when they're cutting people's balls off, you know nothing good's going to come from this. You don't have to worry about offending men and making men uncomfortable. She didn't have to make movies to do that. All she had to do was to sit in a chair in our vicinity, and we all would be uncomfortable. So she doesn't need to make a movie about that. No man will be offended because no one's going to see this. Mm -hmm. No one. Just listen. It's over. There is no return of the Jedi. It's done. And just let it go. It's now called Lost in Space because that's the only place we'll air that <laughs> be Lost in Space. Disney doesn't get it. I'm now thinking, since in your monologue you put it all together, maybe this whole woke thing is because whoever is in charge of woke has the list. Mm. And maybe the CEO, and I'm just speculating. I, yeah. None of this I know to be true. <laughs> and so all these CEOs and CFOs of all these various companies may or may not be on the list. Mm -hmm. Therefore, like, I'm going to make your movie my way. No way, we're going to lose billions of dollars. Yeah, well, what would the missus think of this little video? Ah, <laughs> oh, yes, this would be great. Yes, let's ruin every franchise we have at Disney. <laughs> Keep it going. So I think that's what it is. That's my conspiracy. The Epstein list. Guy, you, it, 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 uh, Tyrus brings up a good point. Why is it important to make men uncomfortable? Life is uncomfortable. We go to movies to get away from the discomfort of life. We work till we die. And she says that so proudly. Yeah. Like, oh, she seems fun. Yeah. I enjoy making men uncomfortable. Oh, good for you. Look, here's the thing. There's a chance that this will be okay and that she's got talent, but I know nothing about her. And the first thing that I know about her is a red flag. Because mm. I think when you are entering, because one of her quotes was, it's about time a yeah. woman does this. I'm not sure how many people were, like, clamoring for that, but that's how she is putting her foot forward. Not with her work, mm. not with what she's ultimately going to produce, but rather these pronouncements about her own immutable characteristics and her position in cinematic history. And I think it's just such a turnoff. Like, I'm a fan of Christopher Nolan. I'm not a huge movie buff, but I see what he makes 
because he's really good. Not because he's a white guy like me. Mm -hmm. Not that there's anything wrong with that. But he was awesome with Batman. I want to see what he does with 007. He makes great movies. Mm -hmm. She might be awesome, but she's setting herself up, I think, for failure, and I'm already very skeptical. Yeah, she made documentaries. She wanted us. That's all I know about her. But I hate people leading with identity, Aaron. You know, the media is accusing the right of pouncing on this story. We're pouncing on it. But we wouldn't pounce if it was so stupid. Stop making it easy to pounce. Oh, yes. A tale as old as time is Republicans <laughs> pouncing or raging out or whatever. We're de-weaponizing something against the left, right? Yeah. That's the media saying your reaction is wrong, not the front part of this, which, to Guy's point, her saying that, like, well, a woman should be doing this job. If I ever walked into an interview with a candidate or anything, I was like, I should get this job because I'm a lady. I would hope they'd be like, no, thank you. That's not mm -hmm. what we're interested in. I find this difficult to comment on more largely because I've seen zero of the Star Wars exactly. movies. I, <laughs> Chewbacca looks like a very lost, lonely dog who mm. just wants a family to adopt him before Christmas. Mm -hmm. Other than that, I got nothing for you on the movie. All right, see? See, yeah. Tyrus said I'm right, so I assume that now that Chewbacca is a dog. Other than that, this woman shouldn't be leading a movie just because she's a woman. Mm. She shouldn't be aiming to make people uncomfortable. Again, to Guy's point, she sounds like a terrible person to be at a bar with. Yeah. You're just sitting there, and she's just out to make people uncomfortable. And like, we wouldn't be talking about it or pouncing on it if she wasn't forcing it yeah. as the thing. Mm -hmm. right, if she just sat back and made the movie and then people got mad about it, that would be one thing. But she's like, look, everyone, I'm a woman. And then we notice <laughs> and talk about it. They're like, oh, oh, look at these killjoy bigots. It's just exhausting. It is exhausting. I'm not going to boycott the movie, but then I'm not going to see it either, Kat. <laughs> That's my solution for everything. She, she's going to embarrass herself mm -hmm. because her goal is to make a bunch of men in the Star Wars fan base really mad, and somebody else already accomplished that like <laughs> nine years ago um, in a, a matter of seconds. I think we have the tape. I've said it before, I'll say it again. I have never had any interest in watching space nerds poke each other with their little space nerd sticks, and I'm not gonna start now. You people are crazy. You Star Wars people are crazy. Yesterday I tweeted something, and all I said was that I wasn't familiar with Star Wars because. I've been too busy liking cool things and being attractive. Uh-huh, yes. Um, people threatened my life. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So that, they got really mad. Um, Who was I, that person? Yeah, very blonde, very kind of cute. Um, they got so mad, I got death threats, and I don't mean death suggestions, like you should die. I mean, like, I'll be at your house at 8 a.m., there's nothing you can do, bitch. Yeah. Um, I had to get the police involved. A lot of very specific rape threats involving lightsabers. Um, <laughs> Very specific. And then, um, you know, also, I was kind of like, we're getting that mad, then you must be ugly. But the point is, if she really wanted to make people mad, she should have at least made me associate producer on the film. <laughs> <laughs> it was a big deal. I was a Buffalo Wild Wings question when that happened. Oh, really? Mm -hmm. Well Still done. Still my, my greatest accomplishment of my life. Wow. And by the way, guess what she's wearing tonight? Slacks. Slacks. Mm -hmm. Just rubbing it in their poor, <laughs> lonely yep. little face. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Well, tomorrow I'll be wearing a dress just to mix things up. Okay. Friday? Up next, Vivek takes it down, a newspaper clown. All right, don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. Hey, it's Clay Travis. Join me for Outkick the Show as we dive deep into a mix of topics. New episodes available Monday to Friday on your favorite podcast platform and watch directly on outkick.com forward slash watch.
They can't help themselves. <laughs> Biden spins racist fables as Vivek turns the tables. Joe Biden released his first 2024 re-election ad. And frankly, it's just nice to see him releasing something besides gas. But instead of launching a campaign, he celebrates Insurrection Christmas, a holiday more imaginary than Kwanzaa. <laughs> Roll it, Diego, quickly. I've made the preservation of American democracy the central issue of my presidency. I believe in free and fair elections and the right to vote fairly and have your vote counted. Now, something dangerous happened in America. There's an extremist movement that does not share the basic beliefs in our democracy. All of us are being asked right now, what will we do to maintain our democracy? Mm, I didn't know Jesse Smollett was a director. <laughs> so you get that, America? You're the dangerous, insidious, extremist problem that's threatening democracy. But hey, if I had Biden's record, I'd blame white people too, starting with him. It's almost three years to the day since Jan 6, and Biden's still flapping his toothless gums about it. Probably since it's also the date of his last solid bowel movement. <laughs> and notice the imagery? Torch-wielding young whites marching into the night. Confederate flag-carrying old white men marching during the day. That 30 seconds is about all the footage they have like that. It's an amazing sentence. According to old Joe, everyone who doesn't support him is a racist MAGA nut. Which, if you've seen Joe's poll numbers lately, is roughly 99.9% .9 of the country. So what's the response to this white supremacy hysteria? Behold, a master class from Vivek Ramaswamy. Do you condemn white supremacy and white nationalism? I mean, what this kind of, who are you with? Which, Washington, 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 Washington Post, all right, so <laughs> potato, potato, okay. Of course, I condemn any form of vicious racial discrimination in this country. But I think that the presumption of your question is fundamentally based on a falsehood that that really is the main form of racial discrimination we see in this country today. Stop picking on this farce of some figment that exists at some infinitesimally small fringe of the American public today to open our eyes to the actual real threats that we face. And I think that it's frankly questions and framings like that that has caused the American public to lose all trust in the mainstream media, I'm sorry to say, for good reason. Mm, that's pretty good. I don't think he's sorry to say it, though. <laughs> I think all those appearances on my show really must have paid off. <laughs> Take us home, Vivek. You didn't say that you condemn white supremacy, though. I'm not, I'm not going to recite some catechism for you. I'm against vicious racial discrimination in this country. So I'm not pledging allegiance to your new religion of modern wokeism, which absolutely fits, fits the test. I'm not going to bend the knee to your religion. I'm sorry. I'm not asking you to bend the knee to mine, Amen. and I'm not going to bend the knee to yours. But do I condemn vicious racial discrimination? Yes, I do. Am I going to play your silly game of gotcha? No, I'm not. And I know you're going to go print the headline tomorrow. I already know this. We already know how your game works. Vivek Ramaswamy refuses to condemn white supremacy because you asked a stupid question. Shame on you. Look people in the eye and tell them what you've actually failed to tell them for the last five years. Own the accountability for your own failures as the media. That's how we rebuild trust in this country. And until then, I don't have a lot of patience to play the games. Nice. Yeah, if there's any meritocracy left in this world, the reporter should already be filling out an application as a Walmart greeter. This guy, he predicted exactly what she would do. I don't know if you saw the reporter's tweet. She did exactly what he said. She goes, he refused to condemn white supremacy, even though he did. But he goes, but you're going to say the opposite. 
it's pretty amazing when you're that stupid to have the guy predict your move out loud to your face, and then you rush off to do it, to prove him correct. Look, if we lived in saner times, the reporter asks a question, hi, Mr. Ramaswamy, yeah. do you condemn white supremacy? And all he would have to do is say, that's it. Yeah. Look at me. Yeah. Like he's a secret closet white supremacist. Yeah. Vivek Ramaswamy <laughs> is the secret white supremacist. It's crazy, but this is what we're up against these days, yeah. where Larry Elder was called a white supremacist. Asian people are called white supremacy adjacent. Mm -hmm. It's just broken brain nonsense. So it's nice to see someone basically take a two by four rhetorically, mm. and hit the media over the head with it and make their head spin so badly that they go and fulfill his own prediction the next day. That's pretty impressive. It was nuts. It is obvious, Aaron, that the Bidens have no policy, so they have to go after the people. And, and that includes Trump, obviously, but anybody who supports him. Like, they, they have nothing to campaign. They're not even campaigning. Oh, that's right. And to, to roll out your campaign in an ad that is just so emotionally charged shows you the vulnerability of this campaign super fast. Mm -hmm. This guy has been president for three years now, and his first message to the American people is, you need to be terrified for your life. Mm -hmm. yeah. Not that I've done a good job, not that the economy is better, not that our streets are safer, not that he has a message of success to run on. He's just running on fear. And polling shows exactly why he's doing that. People who are right now likely Trump voters are looking at when they're asked one to 10, how likely are you? Like, what's your level of enthusiasm? Like 45% nearly says 10. Mm -hmm. These people will run through a brick wall to go vote. Mm -hmm. For Biden, that number sits at like 15 percent. Mm -hmm. So he needs to try to drum up a motion to get people to buy into his nonsense because he doesn't have the policy. He doesn't have the success. So he's just going to try to pull it whatever strand he thinks he can to get people to like have a little fire in their gut for him. And I have to say, that's not a good ad by <laughs> any stretch of the imagination by campaign standards. They should have taken time to have him read a script. He is like slurring words throughout. He says the United States America. And <laughs> no, it, it is like the United States yeah. of America. It wasn't even live. I mean, right. you can redo it. Dude, you could have done that. was the AI. best one. <laughs> that was take 97. Look how you are when they mess up the teleprompter. Can you imagine yeah. old corn pop? <laughs> telling him, hey. Uh, it's pronounced United States of America, not America. <laughs> and if you say it properly next time, Mr. President, you get ice cream. <laughs> I just... He also says he made the preservation of American democracy, you know, an essential issue of my presidency, as if we're supposed to be impressed by that. Because yeah. to me, that's like the lowest bar. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Don't you say that like when you put your hand on the Bible? Right. Like, hey, one no, day he's one like, the job vote for me. Our government is still functioning. <laughs> I'm not, though. In D.C., sometimes that should, that is the bar in D.C. Like, eh, we're still functioning. Look at us. Well done. But well, he's actually, like, it's barely functioning. He's broken a lot of things. Yeah, he's, he's well, I would say he's a bull in a china shop, but he's like an old man. Falling <laughs> around the china yeah. shop, yeah. What blows, go, if, you, if we run those commercials back, mm -hmm. pretty much, I'm, I'm not a betting man, but I'm willing to bet everyone in those videos was arrested. Yeah. There's like less than six left out on the street from January 6th. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, who is left that's mm -hmm. at large from January 6th? Besides like the, the FBI plants and stuff. Who is left? Like, we've, we watched the movie, we watched the <laughs> production of January 6th. So whom is left from that group It isn't looking at 20 to 30? Yeah. You know, so the, 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 they arrested everybody. 
So where's the threat? Yeah, exactly. Because they're all in jail. There's... Even if someone says, hey, my birthday's on January 6th, there's a good my, chance your ass is going to jail. My dog's birthday's on January 6th. Don't say that out loud, because Gus will Carl's Carl birthday's on January 6th, and it's another year we can't celebrate it. <laughs> there's also this, this dichotomy where in the ad they're like, democracy, voting rights, our system. And then the other headlines in the real world are, we're trying to get our main opponent thrown yeah. off the ballot. Yeah. That's a little bit odd, right? Yeah. There's some dissonance there. It is, it is. Kat, who, who's your secret Santa for January 6th? Oh, God. <laughs> well, it was like the first January 6th. The first anniversary was obviously the worst day of my life. And then, but also we couldn't celebrate Carl's birthday. Mm. Not his fault he was born on January 6th. It's no one's fault. Yeah. All right. Out of time. Guy Benson, Aaron Brini, Tim Tarr. <laughs> Listen ad-free with a Fox News Podcast Plus subscription on Apple Podcasts. And Amazon Prime members can listen to this show ad-free on the... The Will Cain Show is now dropping five episodes a week. Join Fox and Friends weekend host Will Cain as he tackles the latest headlines from his unique perspective, along with thought-provoking interviews with leading figures and live calls from viewers and listeners. Listen wherever you download your favorite podcasts.